Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 10. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from Proverbs chapter 9 that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for this 12th Sunday after Pentecost. Keep on trucking. I was once told by a seminary professor, that you should read a proverb every day. There are enough proverbs to read one a day and get through the entire book of Proverbs in one month. Now, I would be lying if I told you I actually heeded his suggestions and ever read a proverb a day for 31 straight days. I wish I had, and even continue to hope that someday I will. There are some incredibly useful tools and points of wisdom that are worth pondering and abiding by. Good marital advice. Good parenting advice. A chapter solely devoted to praising virtuous women. And even a parable that the United States Army chaplaincy uses as their crest for the basis of ministering to soldiers. Even Martin Luther said, anyone who intends to become righteous might well take this as a handbook or a prayer book for his daily use, read it often, and ponder his own life in it. But there is a struggle we cannot deny. The outcome a proverb describes may not always be fulfilled. For example, Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And a parent comes to you saying, I trained up my child to do what is right, and now they no longer come to church or listen to reason. Where did I go wrong? Now, to be sure, generally speaking, children raised well will, well, live, however, but there are exceptions. Or Proverbs 5, 1-2 would not have to admonish the child who does not listen to parental counsel. Without grace, without forgiveness, without the work of the Holy Spirit, and without Jesus' sacrifice for our sins, 
Proverbs can be read as simple first use of the law. The first use of the law curbs violent and despicable behavior, as it should. But St. Augustine warned us that if natural ability through free will is enough for learning how one ought to live and for living aright, then Christ died in vain. There are also those who conceive the opinion that they're able to keep the law by their own powers. From this come the hypocrites and false saints. In our proverb for today's appointed Old Testament reading, we have encouragement that our hypocrisy and false saintliness will not get in the way of the one true God's love for us. In our lesson today, wisdom has an interesting grammatical irregularity. The word wisdom is in plural form, whilst the rest of the words are singular. Coupled with the hued seven pillars as foundations, we have a potential reference to our triune God present in the days of creation, completing it in six and resting on the seventh. The slaughtered beast and fine wine on a prepared table evokes images of the foretaste we have in the feast to come in eternity, made possible by the Lamb of God who was slaughtered for our sins so we could be at that table with him. And verse 3 seems to leap off the page as a preview of Matthew chapter 22, verses 2 to 4, when the servants announce the wedding feast, a metaphor for the coming of the kingdom of heaven and the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. The very work the Holy Spirit enables us to do even to this very day. These first three verses alone lead us to potentially see our triune God, Father as Creator, Jesus as Savior, and Holy Spirit as Caller and Sanctifier. But the fourth verse speaks more specifically to you and most certainly to me. Whoever is simple, let him turn here. Now, at first, these words seem insulting. I'm not a simpleton, we might exclaim. But the principle behind this parable is quite the opposite of that sentiment. The proper sentiment is beatitude. That is, if you're extraordinarily happy, you might describe what you're feeling as beatitude. And the beatitude that goes best with being a simpleton is Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, it's not insulting at all. It's a fact. For the simple one is poor in spirit, and the poor in spirit is a sinner that needs saving. And since only sinners can be saved... Truly, the kingdom of heaven is ours. Back in the 70s, we had some interesting caricature t-shirts. Typically, it had an exaggerated interpretation of what a person or a favorite animal looked like in cartoon form. 
Imagine, if you will, the amusement park cartoonist that do caricature portraits and you get the picture. They accentuate our most prominent features in comical ways that we never realized was so noticeable. Well, many of the t-shirt designs did that with the whole body and then added catchy phrases that captured a spirit we wanted to emulate, like hang loose and groovy, baby, and can you dig it? Today, verse 6 could have its own t-shirt slogan that was really popular about the time all the trucking movies and TV shows were popular. You know, like Convoy and Smokey and the Bandit and my personal favorite from the late 70s, BJ and the Bear. When verse 6 says, walk in the way of insight, it matches perfectly the popular 70s t-shirt slogan, which said, keep on trucking. Now, walk here in verse 6 means boldly venturing out, knowing that Satan may be like Smokey trying to pull you over, but you are in Christ's convoy and there isn't enough deputized demons to contend with that. You can boldly venture out in faith, knowing that your destination is assured and your cargo is secure. Finally, in verse 7, it shows us that no good deed goes unpunished, but Christ's wisdom reigns over all. Verse 7 is all too familiar a pain for those of us tasked with reaching out and correcting, scoffing, and abusive people. The very people who conceive the opinion that they are able to keep the law by their own powers are indeed the difficult and hypocritical false saints. The very thing you seek to correct, you get right back on your head. Well, Jesus knows this better than anyone. For he came to make us right, and because of our unrighteousness, we self-righteously crucified him for it. Thanks be to God. That was all part of his plan and his holy wisdom, which surpassed our understanding. Because of our utter rejection of him, the injury that should have been ours was taken upon himself so he could save us a seat at his eternal banquet. Because Jesus was reproved, his spirit caused us to love him. Because Jesus instructed us, his wisdom makes us wise. Because of Jesus' righteousness, we increased in learning. And because he kept on trucking right through the whipping with a crossbeam lashed to his back all the way to being nailed on a cross never wavering in the boldest adventure ever, we were saved from our sins. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.